If you are a youth leader or even a student leader, tonight we are dealing with a very important topic to help you with communication. Uh, in the past few weeks, I've been getting this question. I'll give it to you in just a minute. But right now, you need to uh, text a friend, okay? Uh, call somebody and say, hey, jump on right now. It's going to be over in 10 minutes, 11 minutes, right? So please join us because I'm so excited about the topic tonight. So welcome to Youthology Live. This is 12 minutes of learning on Sunday night. And tonight, we are dealing with the topic, um, how to improve my youth communication, how to do uh, better sermon planning, okay? How to put together messages to youth, okay? So it's uh, overall theme is a communication theme tonight, but I've been getting this question so much, especially from volunteers. I think you know my passion for volunteers and how many there are in youth leadership in our nation. Most statistics say that eight out of 10, somewhere between 75 to 82% or so of youth ministries in America are run by volunteers. That's insane, right? And so if you're from like a medium size or larger church, that, that world maybe doesn't even make sense to you. So when I say eight out of 10 youth ministries are run by volunteers, this communication uh, topic tonight is really critical. I've been getting this in Colorado Springs last week and in Dayton, Ohio this weekend. I've been getting this question, hey, I, I need help on my sermon planning. Can you help me with sermon planning? So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna give you four uh, real simple steps to better efficient sermon planning. And in the fourth one, I'm gonna give you uh, five points to a to a, a message to a youth sermon okay so you'll see where I'm going Four uh, preparation and planning uh, principles to help you plan for youth communication and then uh, on the last one you'll see I'm gonna do an outline and help you see how to put an outline together for your message. Now, I know this may not be like sexy and you're like all excited to, to hang on for the next uh, you know eight or nine minutes, but don't miss this. And you know the format. If for some reason you are not able to catch this or you see somebody you want to tag, you know, uh, go to youthology.com, go to um, our blog, and I'll have the whole manuscript for today uh, done uh, early this week, by Tuesday for sure. And then um, also at, you, at, at youtube.com forward slash Jeff Grinnell. You can catch all of our uh, episodes there. This is episode 26. So, okay, back to our topic for tonight. Hopefully you've called somebody in there and uh, they're joining us. I see you coming in already. Thank you. So, number one, how to improve efficiency in your sermon planning as a youth pastor. Put together a collaborative team. Don't do this alone. If you, if you only do your sermon planning alone and you don't involve a collaborative collaborative team other people in that then your messages are gonna be from your uh, your frame of mind you're gonna get stuck with your language you're gonna get stuck into your favorite scriptures and your slogans and phrases right so I want you to really work on broadening and putting around yourself this university of education that's the collaborative team I did it I had junior high students, high school students, and adults on the collaborative team. Every fall, we would go uh, set ourselves aside, look at the, the following year, put the themes together, 
And then as we did that, they would give me ideas for each of the themes. We tried to come up with um, 10 topics every year, knowing that we wouldn't have, you know, uh, youth group every Wednesday and I'd, we'd, have, we'd go to different directions, you know, throughout with guests and all that. So a collaborative team to help you in your planning. You assign some of them on that team, responsibilities with illustrations, responsibilities with the text, um, you know, etc. And I'll, I'll blog more on that too, so let me get to the second part. So number one was a collaborative team. Number two, guests. You need to bring guest voices into your youth ministry. Really, I know so many leaders who stress, especially volunteers, because they're doing so much work. Listen, a guest can, can alleviate some of that work once in a while. And by bringing in a guest, a parachurch leader, an FCA leader, another pastor, youth pastor in the area, combining your services with somebody else, just to take some of that pressure off, that's a great blessing. It gets a new perspective on the scriptures. It gives it some new ideas. Right? It builds community and unity, you know, in your, in your uh, region, your area. So bring, bringing in guests. Uh, number three, storytelling. One of the critical keys to youth communication is storytelling. And it's really easy to get better at storytelling. Here's what I like to do. I love to watch other people tell stories, whether that's, you know, watching podcasts or um, listening to podcasts or watching uh, TED.com and watching master communicators. I love to do that. The other thing I love to do is to read stories. If you really want to increase your storytelling, then you have to increase your story reading, okay? And who doesn't love a story, right? Personal stories, stories from the scriptures, retell stories of real life. Re I love to tell stories of the people in the, cr in the crowd, uh, students in the youth group, because then all, all of a sudden they're all like, oh yeah, dude, I remember that, you know, that, that kind of thing. So um, uh, number one, collaborative team to help you. Number two, uh, guests, uh, guest speakers in, in the youth group. Uh, number three, storytelling, increasing your storytelling. And then finally, number four, uh, for youth communication, are the five parts of a sermon. So let me go over those. These are the five things that you should have as you sit down to write a sermon every time, okay? It's really simple. Number one, the intro. Number two, the text. Number three, the story or the illustrations. Number four, the body or the content. And number five, the conclusion. Okay, you see those? Let me go over those again. You have the uh, intro, the text, the uh, story or illustration, the um, body or the content of what you're doing, and then finally the, the conclusion. Let me break those down just a little bit here. Give me 30 seconds on each one of these, and then you can read later uh, how to go deeper with these. You, the intro, you gotta get them right away. You gotta get them in 10 seconds, okay? I, I know you can get them back, I, I get that, but it's nice to get them with your one phrase, key topic, key phrase for that topic, you want that in all five of these. You want that in the intro, you want it in the text, the illustration, the story that you're telling. You want that key phrase in the body, in the content, you want the key phrase on your out. So that means you're gonna be saying that five, five times, that key phrase, that key moment, that takeaway. It's the sticky point that you want them to, the one point sermon, right? The one point message. Every message should have one point. 
Now, it doesn't matter how many subpoints you have, but every message should have one point, especially with teenagers. So that's the intro, it gets them right away. Uh, a walk-up video would help with that, right? Some bumper videos, uh, an interview, begin your message, the intro, with an interview with a student, live on stage, you know, or however you do that. Two is the text. Please, don't forget theology. Okay, we've re you know how I feel about this, and we've blogged on this, and we've covered this in one of our other episodes. Our students are already uh, strong on meology and weak on theology. And this is where the sermon must take the first century to the 21st century, right? Take that first century principle, that setting up to where our students are living today, and take the 21st century back to the first century so that we are not just bringing Jesus to students, we are bringing students to Jesus or that text. You, you, you know what I mean. So we have to introduce the, the setting, both settings, okay, to, uh, to both settings. So that's the text. Uh, illustrations or story. I mentioned it earlier, learning to tell a story, but every area of, the, of, this, uh, of, this, of this outline need to have some kind of an illustration. Here's what I like to do. Every five minutes in a 30-minute message, okay, so that's like five or six times, there should, be an, there should be some kind of a reference to a high school, to a team, to a job that the students have, an illustration of the student themselves, talking about the student culture, music, a, a movie reference, something within the family reference, sexual revolution reference. Every five minutes in a youth message, I try to visit a high school. I try to visit a, a topic that is contextualized with students, okay? So uh, that will really help you. That's the story of the illustration. The body is actually the point. This is, these are the points that you're making. And it's really nice to have you know, acronyms for uh, what you're doing. It's really nice to have two or three subpoints to your main point, okay? That'll really help too. So learn. In, within the body to bring some of these other points that we have here that, 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 you, that you see. If you're joining us, you have to catch up with us a little bit. But that's where our theology comes from too, the text and the body is theology. And then finally, the fifth part of the sermon is the close. What do you want them thinking when they walk out of the youth room? When they go back to their room at night and they put their head on their pillow, what are they thinking about the youth service, right? I, I want them to be thinking of my one point, one point messages, the sticky point, the thing that I'm sending them out with, the thing that is transforming their life. And if I can say that in all of these five points, these five areas of the message, then uh, I think I've helped students understand what I'm talking about, all right? So again, increasing your communication as a youth leader, as a youth pastor, uh, with your sermons. Collaborative team, guests, storytelling, and then the five parts of a sermon, which is the intro, the text, the illustration, or the story, the body, the content, and then finally the, uh, the conclusion, and that's the out. Okay, so hey, thank you for joining us. I hope this helps you in your communication. And uh, you know, one of, the, one of the things I've learned is that sometimes it's just experience, sometimes it's, you know, it, it takes time to be a communicator. I, I realize there are some people who are uh, uh, gifted with communication, it comes easier to them. But oftentimes, there's, there are just a few little things like we just mentioned here, a few little things that will 
make the difference in you communicating to teenagers. Okay? So, I hope this was helpful. Again, just go to youthology, Y-T-H-O-L-O-G-Y, it'll be right down there on the screen, uh, dot com. Hit, hit up the, uh, the, the post this week for it on the blog. Go over to YouTube. Please join us on YouTube. I get anywhere from, I think the last, this last week there was only like 25 or whatever visitors uh, watching the last week's video. And then sometimes we'll get uh, 60 to 80 on there. Okay, so go over to YouTube and you'll be able to see this. Send it uh, to a friend. Uh, watch this as a team and then pull off the manuscript from the blog. You can use this with your teams, okay? Thank you for joining us. This has been Youthology Live on Sunday night. Uh, 12 minutes of learning and how to communicate to teenagers better with better sermon planning, okay? Hey, God bless you. Have a great week.